why, why would I run to the wrong end zone though? Because you're a big dumb idiot, I, and it's I, a would you rather? Pitch? Like what, what, what's going on? You know, that's honestly the sign of a good commercial, which is you can argue it's the sign of a bad commercial when you can't remember what the heck it's a commercial that's for. Great. I find it interesting that LeBron James has a house in L.A. In L.A., yeah, that's right. So cool. he doesn't live in Cleveland. He doesn't live in Akron. Absolutely Miami. not. He's, Absolutely he's in L.A. every other time that he's not playing for the Cavs. It's very interesting. Think about the technicality of that guy in court. He could sue the Mets because technically Mr. Met only has four fingers. of floor seats in baseball would be if they start selling tickets to where fans get to sit in the dugout. You have to rock the Kyle Guy man bun for a year. Ooh, that was a good one. Welcome back, everybody, to Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott. So we are going to go back to our roots and, you know, our roots of, of, you know, bar talk and just and tell you guys what tonight's conversation is being inspired by. The whole point of this podcast originally was like we're sitting in a bar and we're talking and we're having a few beers. And then, like, when it got started, we try and drink a six pack every single episode, like a different one every single time. And so that's, I think that's what you're getting at, right? Right. It's, you know, you've been there before. You're, you're sitting in a bar trying to enjoy lunch, maybe a beverage. You, know, you got those annoying guys. You know, you're not annoying that's guys. Us. Semi-intelligent, you know, watching the TV and talking like people actually listen to them, which they don't. And that's, that's fine. We, yeah, we are those guys. So uh, tonight's conversation is inspired by uh, Victory brewery i believe uh summer love it's a nice little had a guy playing baseball on it that's yeah, why i picked it's it out got a baseball with the baseball on fire it looks like the sun actually um summer love that's interesting name. yeah you know now that i'm saying it into the it's a great it's a great beverage though and a little fruity and if you're out in the frederick maryland way i advise that you go get it and that's you know that's that's what our conversations are going to be inspired by tonight so let's get into the lineup card. What we're going to be talking about tonight? A lot of stuff going on. A lot, a lot very, of fun very stuff. Busy. A lot very, of fun very stuff. Very busy around here. Good board meeting today. Yeah, we uh, had our first perpetual sports talk board meeting. As a matter of fact, with our director of communication, Communi- VP is of official title? social media. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to change up the format of the show a we little pay bit. Him some, some some new segments. Uh, we're going to stick to last week's format. How we sprinkled in. Our fun segments, the Perpetual Sports Talk Originals. Just sort of in the middle of the episode, you know, in the middle, we had our, our dude and schlub and would you rather, sort of in the middle than, than at the end. So we're going to do, do the same thing. But we're going to open up the front page, going to talk some NBA free agency and a term that I, I didn't hear until today that Scott's going to tell us a little bit about, uh-huh. positionless basketball and how that's affecting the NBA offseason. Then we're going to get into a little golf talk with the Quicken Loans. Then we'll do our dude and schlub. Afterwards, we will do a would you rather. Would heard, you rather? I heard it's a good one today. It's a real good. Is I, it a fan one or did you make it up? No, I made it up. I might have two. I might have two would you rather. So that's going to be. Yeah, more the better. It's going to be in the middle. It's going to be the focal point of the episode because I, it's a good segment. Yeah, let's do it. After that, we got a coach's omelet for you uh, having to do with how, how you educate young athletes when professional sports are done a certain way then we're going to get into a little infield outfield talk about what's going on in major league baseball right now uh specifically washington nationals and the all-star game home run derby then if there's any leftovers talk about some leftovers then we'll get you guys out of here with a weekend appetizer but with that let's open up the pst front page so scott I read an article. Free agency. That's right. And and I read an article today just about 
how basketball, basically, there aren't five positions anymore. There are three. There's a ball yep. handler, there's a shooter, and there's a big. Yep. Now, so it's positionless. There, sure. There's one guy playing multiple positions, which I kind of always thought it was always valuable, but it's, it's, a, it's a new thing, apparently. So can uh, do you want to? It's not t- new. It's just it's just a term that basketball coaches, basketball people use. Really, I I don't know what you mean by new thing. I mean, it's the way the game is going. So everybody has to be able to shoot the ball. And we talked about that, or I've talked about that before with other coaches, where you know you can't ha- you can't play a player if he's not able to shoot the basketball. Right. You can't recruit a player, or you can't put him on the floor if he's not able to shoot. And that's the number one question coaches have while recruiting is can he shoot the ball and so that's what they mean by positionless i guess you know it's you need to be able to shoot no matter if you're six foot two or big, six foot eight yeah you got to be able to make a three all because the way statistics make a three you're right about the, the whole three position thing you still need a point guard you still need a big because you have to be able to play defense but then other than that, it's really put your best five out on the court. See, what confused me was why is that a new thing? It was It's not. Know, it's it not. A, it's just a term, really. I mean, especially with the Warriors right now, when you put Draymond at the five, like, that's new. That guy's six six. He's what, playing the five. What what stood out to me it was a, it was a Markel Fultz thing. He was being interviewed right. about you know what you know are you guard combo whatever, exactly. and he said you know what I, I'm a basketball. Well, that's a, that's a good and answer. That's, that's a good a, interview. Like, that's that's a, a good interview answer though. Yeah, but that should be the mindset of any basketball player. You know, what you're not going to say be when one you're or two or three or four when you're, you're a shortstop play playing college baseball. You know, what position are you going to play at the next level? I'll play whatever you want me to play as long as I can make it. But it's. Again, different sport, apples and oranges, maybe. Like, I guess Not I don't really, know how basketball operates. That's a 90s. good answer. What you will need to be talking about, though, is how Ben Simmons is going to play the point guard. How Giannis, the Greek freak, Antetokounmpo plays point guard. Like, that really doesn't make sense to me. And that's what you're getting at positionless basketball. You still see the most successful teams every year. Success rides around a point guard. Yeah. Give me, show me one successful team. I'll show you a successful point guard. Yeah. All the way back through the MJ era, you know, back when John Stockton was playing. And even now, when you, obviously, there's, it's easy when you got Kyrie Irving versus Steph Curry in the finals. So it's positionless basketball, but that's been around for a while. That's life, though, is it not? Whatever job you're getting Swiss to, Army don't you want yeah, exactly. to be multiple? It, it was just, to, to me, the, the article highlighted that old-timey basketball. It, it wasn't like that. If you did multiple things, that means you weren't a real skill. You weren't skillful in one area, which is what they were looking at. I was surprised with that. Not that I was keeping up with basketball in, in the early 90s, you know? Yeah. So I was surprised thinking, like, really? Is this a real new thing? This seems to be, this is common sense that you should be able to do more than one skill. Well, a lot of times, you know, so coaches, whenever they draw up a play, we'll we'll say we'll take a play and they draw it up. They have to have kind of one, two, three, four, five. But a lot of guys are kind of just saying, screw it, and just doing O's or X's for everybody and just saying you have to learn every single position Mm -hmm. because I could put you anywhere and you have to be able to do it. Um, it's almost bad for kids. And I mean, this might be able to go in the coach's omelet line pushes it over, but it's bad for kids when you're saying you're going to be a three because you're medium, because you're medium height and that's the only thing you're going to play. Exactly. You're going to cripple him. What if he grows? What if he doesn't grow? Right. I mean, now he only learns how to play small forward, you know? You label him as a small forward and, and that's it. You label Markel Fultz as a point guard or shooting guard, and, and you kind of lose him, and then he loses his value. So I, I see what you're saying with positionless basketball. It's been around for a while. It's just kind of moving towards that where everybody needs to be able to shoot the ball. Everybody needs to play in every position. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Max the brains. Dennis is the looks. Charlie's the wild card. Yeah. That's what this boils down to. Take any big three. Like take that. Okay, like take that. Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and, and, and Kevin Durant. Who's the brains, who's the looks, and who's the wild card in that group? Because we got our shooter, our ball handler. Well, you got to be able to mix them up because Draymond Green takes the ball off the court. Draymond Green is the wild card. Of course. No, we're going, it's always sunny. Oh, we're doing that? So Draymond's the wild card. 
again, steps the brains. Positionless basketball. And you Kevin can do Durant. all three. Yeah. But I want to assign. That's easy. That's easy. Draymond Green's the wild he's card. He's wild card. He kicks, kicks people in the nuts. Steph. Steph's the brains. He's okay. undersized and just can shoot the crap out of the ball. So the so the Durantula, he's the he's the look. He's six eleven and lanky. He's exa- <laughs> it's all if you dudes. made he's a he's a video game basketball player. That's what Kevin Durant is. Yeah, it kind of moves like it, sort of glitches. Well, yeah, but like if you created a player in a video game, like basketball wise, and you said I want the best player on the court, and you created him, it'd be a six eleven, you know, guy with a huge wingspan, really skinny, yeah. that can shoot the crap out of the ball. That's that's the look. All right. A, so so okay. So let's go Washington Wizards. Let's go. Oh okay. Oh boy. All right. Let's Can John, go John Wall be all three. John Wall, Otto Porter, and Bradley Beal. I mean, let's let's. It's all. Why are you Sonny comparing right this? Wait, I gotta. I don't know. I don't know why we're comparing this to different basketball teams because it's positionless, which is what we were talking about. Right, but but you know, for the sake of John Wall's the brains. John Wall's the looks. John Wall's a wild card. He's the entire the Wizards whole thing, team. the whole package. Positionless. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. References. Let's see here. Uh, moving on with the front page, we have Quicken Loans. Sorry, ladies, I'm not the golfing type. A uh, big, go- big golf. You know, not a big golf tournament, but PGA tournament went through our way last weekend, and you went to it. The Quicken Loans. Good. It's hot. It was hot, but it was good. You went to Sunday, final round. Of course. And you didn't stick around for the, the playoff. playoff. I mean, once it started around. You're the kinda... leave early guy. Of course. Ricky was done. The whole the shenanigans were done. You're the you leave early guy. You missed a playoff. We you missed playoff crowd. golf. We beat the crowd. Dude, that's never an excuse. You could beat the crowd whenever. It was You're raining. The early guy. It was raining. Have you ever left a baseball game early, Scott? Not too often, but yeah, of course. You've you've left the basketball a baseball game early? Are you serious? You've left before the ninth inning? Yeah, if it's a if it's not a close game. That's horrendous, dude. You yeah, paid you paid for nine innings of baseball. How are you not about to stay for nine innings of baseball? Oh, I get the argument and I and I hate people that leave in a close game, but if it's a six run game or more, I'm I'm getting out of there. I'm beating the crowd. So we have Kyle Stanley. Our winner. Yeah, he won the playoff. Quick I don't know who he played against. I thought I thought it was Howell, but wins a play. Uh, yeah. Anyway, who cares? Um, but this is his first PGA victory since 2012. He's gained and he's lost his PGA card multiple times since then. Golf is a leisure activity for. 99.9% of the population. More than that, yeah. So leisure activities. Not it when you go on vacation you might bring your clubs, right? Maybe. It's when it's you know you're old, you know you can't you can't do the you know you can't do pickup basketball or something. You, you you play golf. It's fun. Dude, golf is I don't think professional golfers like they have a passion for golf, I guess, but I think it's a pain in the butt for them to play golf. Really? Like that it's just it's I don't know, it's uh it's, it's, it's an interesting argument. Like just getting just getting your card and being able to compete on tour takes so many man hours and, and years and just losing and it's not like you're working. That's what you depend on that. And granted, yeah, oh, so why are you bash a professional athlete? They make tons of money. Not all of them. Not all of them. There are some guys, you know, in the, in the web.com tour, which which I read is like the AAA of professional right. of the, of the PGA. Dude, they're grinding it out. Saw an awesome uh, quote by Billy Hurley the third. Local boy, Leesburg, Northern Virginia, won the Quicken Loans last year in 2016. In 2015, he was doing well. Real tragic story. His his dad went missing, and he wound it up. He 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 killed himself, and and mm. he found out during the tournament. And Billy Hurley said that it was a, it was really hard playing golf after that because of all this time spent with his old man on the golf course. So it was like an emotional thing, but it was my profession. I like I had to do it. It was a, it was a have to. It wasn't a oh I get to go down to you know I get to go down to North Carolina and play golf with my buddies. They're not golfing with their buddies. This is their life, and they need to be able to separate. They need to be able to separate family, friends, you know, you know, love, passion, stuff like that, with your profession of go- golf. Is a grind. A bad day on the course is a good day anywhere else, though. Not for a professional golfer. A bad day on the course is, is you lose six figures. That's a bad day on the course. It's a lot of pressure, but you got to have your fun with it. I, I agree with you a little bit. Um, I do think a professional athlete has fun playing whatever sport you do. I, I do. It's 
their mind is so much different than how ours operate. You see what I'm saying? Just, still, just their pad, their I mean, the way they, they've played a hundred rounds. They know exactly what they're doing. See, that's the thing. Could you, yeah, we love golf. Could you play a hundred rounds of golf in a month? I don't know if I no. could. Even no. even if I wasn't working, I'd be like, dude, can I take the day off real quick? That's something. That's something I was told when I was in high school by, by a coach. He said, to be successful, you have to master the boredom of repetition. Hmm. Do something over and over again until it's don't boring. Don't be bored. Don't be. Bo- but you can't be bored because if uh, you get bored, you're not going. You got to master the boredom of repetition, and then you're going to be successful. That's not just golf. That's life. Right, it's anything to be good at anything. You got to do it over and over again. I like and just, that. And just with golf, it's such a paradox because everybody else they golf for fun. Yeah, but yeah. pro golfers, you watch them on TV. Oh yeah, here's what I would do. Everybody, every Tom, Dick, and Harry thinks they can go out and play eighteen. Yeah. I could hit more fairways than that guy. I don't know, dude. No way. I don't know. No way. I, and so also I, I, to elaborate on that, and I wanted to touch on that, and this is a good segue to do it. About the girlfriend to the golf tournament. She's never golfed before. You know, she's never swung a club, right? But I think to the naked eye, those professional golfers make it look really, really easy. Oh, yeah. We're sitting on 17, which is a water hole. I mean, it's basically an island hole. I could do that, right? That's what everybody's thinking. Oh, I and, could do and that. all these guys, we, has, we shot, we saw one guy hit the water out of like 60 guys tee off. One guy. Everybody else was putting on the green. They might play it safe. Them playing it safe was putting on the fat part of the green. Right. They could they could go for it and put it on the right. small part of the green. But they one were, putt. Most of them were putting on the fat part and then two Play, putting in. Playing it safe is going for par. Playing it safe for us is laying it up. Bogey, oh, yeah, bogey. absolutely. And so I was like, you got to understand that that's really, really hard to do what they're doing. And it's like, we appreciate that because we've played so much. But to the naked eye, who's like, never played before, she's like, oh. That looks pretty easy. I'm like, do you understand like the swing that goes on to that? The club choice, the wind. There's a bunch of stuff that goes on. I would get up there, aim and hack and hope it gets there. Oh yeah. They're putting backspin on, they're putting a fade on it. They're doing a bunch of different things. Exactly how it's gonna bounce, how it's gonna look in the air. Us, it's uh, we appreciate it. I don't know. Yeah, I'll just hit a seven so it doesn't go short. I need to (laughs) I need to prove myself as a man by making it over the water. Exactly. I can blast it over the green by the way. <laughs> but that'll be okay. Absolutely. That's any professional sport, though. Watch it. They make watch it look it so MLB easy. player play catch. It's even more so with with golf, though. I think it stands. It stands because they make it look so easy, and because everybody tries it too. Not not you know not every old man is going out there playing catch, but a lot of old men go out there and play yep. golf. We saw a guy hit a ball. Hit a ball towards us. Landed about five feet away from us. JJ something. Landed about five feet away. It was in the rough. Holmes. J.B. Holmes? No, no. He was with J.B. Holmes, Holmes, but his name was J.J. something. But he hit it about five yards away from us. He was in the rough, kind of behind a tree. He was about 190 out. It was a par four. And he's in the rough. The ball is lower than his feet. I don't know if you had hit for hit a ball like that. So he's on a little bit of a hill. Right, you have to open it's way up harder. face. It's, it's, it's way harder. Everything goes into that. And so he just gets up there and kind of like, hi, how are you guys doing? You know, takes one look, talks to his caddy. Hey, what do you think? For six or seven here. And, you know, they decide on a club, gets up there, no practice swings, boom, puts it on the green. It's like, holy heck, man. Like, but but to someone impressive. who doesn't know might not might not appreciate it like you right, said. Right, right. That was so hard of a shot. Even more so out of the tee box. When you have two or three rows of people lining oh, the tee box, lining yeah, the fairway yeah. down 200 yards. Whew. Dude, you all as a, as a you know, a, a hacker golfer you think, dude, I would break someone's face. I would be I'd worried shake. about people's I'd be so health. nervous. You know, I, I drive it in and, you know, hits off someone's head. You got to you gotta be able to, you know, watching any. Tune it out. And yeah. People are so sports. quick. To, it's the Monday morning quarter. It's the Monday morning quarterback. It's the. Be, oh, I could do quick that. to be critical. Said, how, how did he, he miss that pass? I, I could do that. I could have made that put in my sleep. It's so terrible. No, he couldn't. No, he couldn't. No. I mean, you know, a, a lot of decent, logical human beings think that, but let us put it out to the to the pisters, to the PST listeners. That's the worst. That's the worst person. Appreciate, worst person. Appreciate the pro athletes. Let's close the front page and move on. Good talk. We have a couple schlubs of the week that we're going to present a you couple. guys with. No, no dudes. 
no, nobody in professional sports going above and beyond today. But we have a couple schlubs, and I'm going to open it with Major League Baseball umpire Angel Hernandez, who is suing Major League Baseball. Uh, and sp- specifically, Joe Torre, longtime Yankees manager, who's been who's been an ex- executive of baseball opera, whatever his title is, since since 2011, and he and he and Angel Hernandez is suing baseball because he's saying that racial discrimination has hindered his ability to <laughs> advance in umpiring to to be a crew chief, saying claiming. Well, saying that out of the 23 umpires who have been promoted to crew chief mm. since the year 2000, zero of them have been minorities. Okay. Keep okay. in mind right now, only 10% of umpires are minor are, are non-white. Okay? okay. Now, before we start talking about this, we're just going to say here at PST, I think I can speak for Scott. Go ahead. Well, I, I, trust you. I trust you. I trust you. We're not saying that racial discrimination does not exist when it comes to jobs, because guess what? It does. We, yeah. Th- this, 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 is, this is the world that we're living in here. We're not saying it one way or the other. We're just going to point out some mishaps, because it happens both ways. Discrimination happens minority versus majority, majority versus majority. It happens both ways. Of course. Scott, you have firsthand experience. This happens in, in, in basketball. You don't have to get into it. No, but it does. But, and but it's almost... It's it almost, exists. It exists in all facets, and... and it probably exists in baseball. Well, hold, but now before we get, let's just let's just let's just say it here. Okay. Uh, basketball coaches will take on black assistant coaches because they benefit. can they can relate to players more. Absolutely. And as a white coach, you got to say that's a that's a good move. That's, that's a, a good, good point. coaching move. I'm yeah. not going to be all salty about that. I'm going to no. say, you know what? That makes sense. Okay. I'm going to make sense, and I'm going to beat it though. It I, makes sense. Yeah. And you're gonna, you're going to adapt and find another. Okay. How can as as a as a strong human being, how can I find a way to connect right, to, to someone who's different? And cry than me? about it. I know what you're getting at. So okay, go ahead. so so again, here here's what it is. Angel Hernandez is suing uh, uh, racial racial discrimination, keeping him down. He's been an umpire for for twenty plus years. Okay, since the mid nineties. But he's saying a bad relationship with Joe Torre because he threw Joe Torre out of the game once back when he was managing for the <laughs> Yankees. Joe Torre has held some grudge against him to where he's keeping him down. Now, here's here's my problem here, and maybe as a case, but let's just look at the facts. Okay. In 2010, right when, according to Hernandez, when when Tory took over in 2011, in 2010, 22 percent of Major League Baseball players voted Angel Hernandez the worst umpire in the game. About a quarter of yeah. MLB players. That's pretty. That's pretty, worst, That's a lot. Which means there was probably you know there's a lot of umpires percentage saying that like you're the second or third or fourth worst. That a quarter said he was the worst. I mean, in that's 2010. That's a lot because there's a lot of umpires. There's four per game. Yeah, ninety something. There, there's there's ninety something. And twenty five percent all said one guy. Yeah. Yeah, that, he's he's bad. Yeah, he's, he's bad. bad. So, just again, racial discrimination—it's probably out there somewhere. But you're playing the race card too early. Okay, can you just look at yourself and saying? So he's suing maybe them I'm bad for not. Bad? Is he still umpiring? Like, yeah, right he's now? a current guy. He's been umpiring all season. Okay, okay, yeah. but here here's why he's a schlub. He's playing that race card too early. And you know what? People where where these racial discriminations where it actually affects them. Cases like these, they're they're making those actual cases less credible, because you had oh any any schlub like Angel Hernandez can just file oh because um this or because of this they keep me down. You can't just step back and say okay a quarter of major league baseball players say I'm the worst. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's why I haven't I haven't umpired a World Series since the mid 2000s. Well, that's why he's really suing because ump- umping in a World Series it gets you more money. So he's suing for damages because he hasn't had that opportunity since like 2005. He's umped in two World Series, by the way. How many guys has, can say they've umpired in a World Series, let alone two World Series? Yeah. So and he's... this guy has the audacity to sue because he's feel he's feeling that he's not given the appropriate chance. And for that, for playing the race card too early, Angel Hernandez, you are the perpetual sports talk schlub of the week. One of them. You blew it. He's making something out of nothing. 
Exactly. It's he's ju- trying to push sand together and make glass. Yeah, and you know, it's, you know, he's 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 still an umpire. You know, granted they're not they're not printing money, but they're still making a good living. That's their full time job. Sure, they don't go and and bartend. They, they're an umpire. They're an umpire. That's what they do. So he is one of my Yeesh. of my schlubs of the week. My other one, we're going to go to tennis, Scott. Okay. The, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Bernard Tomic, Australian at the Never Wimbledon Open, find it was 11,000-something 11, pounds, which translates to, or whatever converts to 15 grand, $15,000 American. It's real dollars for making a comment after being eliminated in the first round saying that oh the reason why I got why I got bounced in the first round is because it's it was boring tennis is boring to me so tennis decided to find him for making those comments not for losing you can't find a guy for losing right. but for the press conferences claiming that he's and I quote bored I was bored right there and that's classic elementary school like let, let me tell you there, we have a rule at the school that i teach at it's a it's a it's an elementary school to a middle school where if you lose something if you lose in gym class you you are not allowed to say well you know i wasn't trying that's why i lost this is what this schlub is pulling right now yeah. bernard Thomas, you're saying oh well you know was professional athlete still and he said that even after my career is done i've made so much money that i don't even need tennis he said all this during well, during a press conference. You can say it to your buddy, but don't say it during a press conference. Dude, that's schlub. pretty. That's that's a schlubby move. Schlub saying it's that into this. Tennis has been so good to you. You've made a living off tennis. You've made a living off playing. He doesn't need it. A that's country club saying. sport. No, yeah, I don't need it. Whatever. I, I don't. I don't owe you guys oh. anything. Fifteen thousand dollars. And you have yeah. something on Wimbledon too, no? Yeah, I got another schlub, and I think this leads into a bigger conversation. And, and it's a fun conversation too because we've all been there. Mm-hmm. Um, the highest-seeded American, Jack Sock. Okay, I don't know what his seat is. He's like 17th or whatever. I don't know. He beat some guy. And so when he goes to his chair, he has, you know, they have Wimbledon towels. That's the big deal at Wimbledon is Wimbledon the towels. towels. So you wipe your sweat. And so the ball boys and go by and they're just they're all over the place, but they're like sweat. real official things. They have a little fray on the thing. And that's like the big deal at Wimbledon. And so there was this kid. Well, he was a kid. Well, I wouldn't, I would guess 12. 12. I would say exactly. I would say 12. American he's, tennis player, right? He's an American tennis player in, in I'm Wimbledon. Just, I'm keeping up with you. And he just won. He just won the match. He goes over to his chair. He sits down. He's wiping his sweat off. He sees a kid up in the stands. He's like, you want the towel? The kid's like, oh, yeah. So The he, used towel. Yeah, but that's like Armpit a big deal. sweat. No, I'm not saying this is not the thing. It's like it's like a... I'm comparing I, it to a baseball at a, right. at, a, at a baseball game. But a baseball doesn't have a dude's All right, you, I sweat. get it. I get it. Go ahead. No, go That's ahead. not sorry, the point of the story. I'm big league in you. Anyway, I don't know if he used it for his armpits or face, whatever. Definitely armpits. Sure. Feet. Anyway, he throws the towel to the kid. As he throws the towel to the kid, the kid catches it. The guy next to him, or I'm sorry, in front of him, rips the towel from the kid. Ah. Uh, rips the towel from the kid. And you hate to see that. You know, because then the kid's like, and this this grown man has now got a towel from the best American who you, we've never even heard of right. before. Yeah. It's meaningless. It's a towel. I'm comparing it directly to a baseball at a baseball game. Right. And everybody usually, because it does happen, everybody around booze and guilt trips the guy. Oh, and yeah. Now, oh, is, there yeah. An end, is there an ending thing here? Did the guy give the towel back? Nope. Never gave the towel back, but everybody got super mad at the guy. The guy, Jack Sock, ended up tweeting out like, hey, Fireworks. Yeah, fireworks, fireworks in the background. It I thought it was interference on my cell phone. Your smartphone causing brain cancer. Go ahead. Jack Sock tweeted out like, hey, if anybody knows that kid's name, I'll give him a towel. Like, like I'm sorry that happened. I apologize. Everybody was tweeting out like, we'll give it, we'll give the kid. And that's the guy at a baseball game when he catches a foul ball, doesn't give it to the kid yeah. next to him. It's the old- I have never, ever thought that. And there is a one guy that can win Schlub of the Week every single week. His name is Zach Hample. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I don't think, no. He's a professional. He calls himself a professional ball hawker at oh. baseball games. He's the old brings a backpack to batting yep. practice guy. He brings a backpack. I hate backpack. He changes his hat. Oh, for whoever's on He's the He's the guy that caught A-Rod's 3,000th hit 
and it was a home run, mm-hmm. and he like barely gave it back. He like asked for stuff in return to give it back. Right. This guy I will run around that. the stadium to different seats so he has Changing a better angle. Hats to whoever he's asking, of- and he'll just beg people for balls. Beg people. I'll tell you what. You know, just the, the That's sheer. That's the worst person in the get? world. That's the worst person in the world. They might. They're in the same tier as ISIS. How? How? Like, what is? <laughs> what is life? How? How low can you get when you're when you're taking? You know that kid. You know, to him, to to that kid, to, to the Jack Sock. He's a he's a god. He's a hero. Oh yeah. And you're robbing. It's you know, amazing. That, that guy. That guy. Oh, oh, sound bites not working. Whatever. That's okay. We don't even. You blow it. We don't even. Is that what it is? is that what you're doing? Yeah, but uh, you know, not responding. That's okay. Not a way to live your life, man. I. It's the same way with everybody. I just never understood that. It is a baseball. It is a towel. You blew it. There it is. Thank you. Thank you. I, I just never understood that mindset to, to me. I mean, it's just so meaningless. I've never understood people that beg for baseballs during batting practice. Baseball. It's a baseball. It's a baseball. And I've you know what? 100. And you know, any, any, like, any kids listening out there, if you get a baseball, even if it's, it's a, amazing. even if it's a cool, awesome. it is amazing. Dude, play catch with that thing until the ink wears off. Well, don't, don't not use it. No, don't, you know, and unless it's like, use st- it. like cool autograph. Like, oh, yeah, but if you, you get a batting it. practice ball that's not signed, use that batting ball playing bra- catch. You know, foul ball. Absolutely. Dude, go and throw with that thing, man. Yeah, Pretend play. like you're a major leaguer. I get to throw with a major league ball. It like feels different than. Go oh, ahead. absolutely. They, they go through these. Big things, you know. Being a major league ball is pretty cool. And you know the amount of baseballs that a major league baseball game goes through. If it touches the dirt, new ball, new ball. Oh, I, that's I wanna... awesome. I mean, that's that's so cool. Yeah. They have to like rub them down with some special mud and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, from Louisville. It's like it's like a whole. It's, it's a whole amazing. thing. It is. We, amazing. Can, we can so get that another. The guy that stole the towel and Zach Hample, the professional ball hawker. You blew it. Thank you. Let's start our perpetual sports talk infield outfield, where we just pretty much talk about what's going on in professional baseball. You got to get the ball around the infield. And we're going to... What's that quote from? Is it Bull Durham. Is that Bull Durham? Yeah. You got these lollygaggers. It's it's pretty quiet. I haven't figured it out. It's an old video. Okay. Let's start with the Washington Nationals bench and how they're just... Their depth is ridiculous. It's not it's, just next man up. It's next three men up. Uh, it's perfect. And that's why the Nationals have been so successful. Adam Eaton goes out. Michael A. Taylor fills in. And he's been successful. Trey Turner out for at least, if we're looking at Freddie Freeman, who uh, has a similar injury, out seven weeks at least. Damn shame. Okay, we're, we're, getting to, we're getting to late September, early October, if the Nats are there, which hopefully they are. Okay. But you have uh, Stephen Drew. Wilmer Defoe and that kid who's been in, in not even a kid, he's been playing minor league ball for 10 years. Sanchez, something? San, a, Adrian, Adrian, San, three, three guys, three guys all rotating around the infield. And Baker is just saying, man, all three of those guys, it, they're not just shortstops. They can play short, they can play second, they can play third. Right, same yeah. thing with Taylor. Yeah. Taylor's not just center for you. Put him, put him in left, and good thing. You know, Goodwin, Goodwin, go play left. It's just it's depth and it's bench. Well, this is a deeper conversation too, and I kind what I kind of wanted to get at when we're talking about talking about this thing is just how Dusty Baker trusts his bench so much. And Dusty Baker, I mean, we have nothing but good things to say about Dusty. Been around a long time. We love what he has to do. If you really think about his quotes, they're gold. Amazing. They're gold. Anything that comes out of Dusty Baker's mouth is incredible. If you're a baseball person. Oh, yeah. But, like, just everything he says is like, that's a really good point. He says, trust your bench. He's like... I'm reading a quote. I've learned that most of the time, if you don't give them, position players, a day off, or if you don't trust the guys at the bench, then you end up playing your regulars too much. Then you end up hurting them down. You end up hurting them, and then you're kind of stuck with the guy you were trying to stay with stay away from in the first place. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, he catches a lot of flack for resting guys. He does. He does. He takes Saying, LeBron. He gives him LeBron James. He's a lot of LeBron James's, and, and he's, yeah, how, how he doesn't spread That's a little Popovich type deal. You know how he just rests his players, but which it's which such a good guy, point. That's a whole that's a whole controversy, in and we believe in playing every day and all that good stuff. And blah, blah, blah. But but Dusty has a good logical way of going about it. Mm-hmm. 
And like players these days too, apparently they're more receptive to sitting a day than they were like back when Dusty was playing. Because back when Dusty was playing, Never if a guy said. played, had four hits, then you might lose your job. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the guy, and then you say, all right, we'll give him another day because he had four hits yesterday. That doesn't happen nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, all right, you filled in great. You're going to sit again, and we're just going to play it like that. But nowadays, that doesn't happen. Dude, Nobody's a, stealing any starter on the national spot. That's a famous legendary, I believe it's, it might be Joe DiMaggio. He, he came in, he was replacing a guy who said he had a headache. And then that dude who had the headache never was able never to play again, again because <laughs> it was either Joe DiMaggio. I think it was Joe DiMaggio. But it was, uh, you know, don't take a day off, man, or else you never know who the, ne- who the next legend is who's going to take your spot. But like you said, nowadays it's... Dusty Baker said he earned his starting job because another guy in front of him took a day off. And he said he would play any position. He didn't care. He would fill in for anybody. And so finally when he got that opportunity, he filled in for someone, had three or four hits... And never sat again. And I think you and I are both believers in that sort of mindset. Of course. Gamers. Of course. But Dusty is able to take both sort of old school new mindsets and just and just and that's what makes him well. so amazing. He's and the Nationals, well. the Nationals are being so successful with that. Yeah. I mean, they that's the reason why they've been so good. You could blame them on in- injuries. They've had three starters go down. But heck, you know, next guy up, next guy up, next guy up. Next it's been three guys up. It's next been amazing. Right. It's been amazing. And that's why they've had continued success. If we were in second or third place in the East right now, you could say, oh, we lost our starting center fielder. Oh, we lost our starting shortstop. You could play the boohoo game. But Dusty's like, no, we're not going to play that game. We're going to play everybody in the NL East. Yeah. And, and when they do come back, when Trey Turner does come back after, what, two or three months, like you were saying? Yeah, seven weeks. Seven weeks, so two months. Then we're going to be rolling to the playoffs. And Tr- Trey Turner comes up fresh. He can play every day, and we're good. And we might be able to take Turner and Eaton's injury as blessings. because Why Eaton? I can see Turner, but... It's it's more Turner. Well, the, the way that the Nationals and, and and Dusty is, they're displaying the power and the effectiveness and the worth of the Washington Nationals bench. They're getting a lot of bench, they're, yeah. they're they're able to get a lot of guys out there, and, and a lot of teams are saying, "Whoa, I didn't know Stephen Drew could be a three hundred hitter." And be a possible everyday shortstop. Absolutely. Yeah. So when when trading comes around, which this is oh, the time, I see where you're getting at. This is the time I like that. for the Nats to make the run. We're not building anymore. This is the time. Okay, we have all these bench guys who are who are not only bench guys, but could be valuable starters on other teams. Let me use that, I like that a lot. leverage and get ourselves an actual bullpen. I was about to say, yeah. Get ourselves an actual bullpen. So that, an actual way, that way any team doesn't have to milk the Nats dry. Be like, whoa, they have some legit bench guys who could be starters for a look at Adam Lynn, for God's sakes, who's hitting four, you know, three well, they, 350 as a, as a pitch Those hitter. two guys that have both guy started on our teams. Those two guys have both started on our teams. Goodwin? What's Goodwin doing? Exactly. But with the Nats, they're bench guys. Look how valuable the bench is. Now, Baker, he said... A good team has a good bench, but when it gets down to September and October, we need our just best nine out there every day competing. We got to go win a Absolutely. World Series. So we're going to see this bench. It's unfortunate, but the guys who help the Nationals out in the regular season, in the regular season grind, probably will be wearing a different uniform come September and oh, October. Oh, he said that? No, no, no. That's that's me. Oh, he, he oh. Was, I'm sorry. The quote ended. I did. He was saying, good bench. Good team. That's that's Dusty's. That's okay. Dusty's guy. Good okay. bench. Good team. But this I is can showcasing see him sticking around just to say, hey, I might be able to win a win a ring here. Well, and it's he needs that Nationals. too because he hasn't been. This is his last year. Dusty doesn't know what he's going to be doing in in six months from now. He has no idea. So you know, we're that's what makes baseball well. great too is because it's nine nine people play, nine people hit, right? So it's not. Everybody has a superstar, basically. I mean, everybody has a really good ball player. Everybody has two, three, right. four pretty good ball players. But there's no such thing as a super team in baseball. No, this is where you're they'll, they'll never be. But nope. I'm saying the teams that win in baseball are the teams that have seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven guys. No, like sure. those from seven to eleven, those guys, 
those are the most important people on a baseball team. Mm-hmm. You stack up the first four hitters in the Nats, you stack up the first four hitters in the Cubs last year. Mm-hmm. Push. Push. But then you go 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. What? I mean, I'm just saying that's what... What's the difference? What's the difference? And it's it's the back end. It's the back end of the uh, back end of the lineup, back end of the rotation, back end of the bullpen, mm-hmm. and there's where it is. Everybody it's, has a slugger. You know, Everybody the, has a leadoff it's, guy. It's the chain is the strong is the weakest linker. Or whatever Absolutely. And that's what baseball is. is. That's right. Basketball's that's right. not that way. Football's not that way. Got to appreciate, appreciate baseball like that for sure. And again, what we're getting at here is yeah. we love the whole playing every day, being a grinder, but the whole new age is, yeah, days off happen. Dusty well, I think is combining those. I, what you said before was, was perfect because he's combining old school, that play every day, toughness. You earn your starting position with new school stuff is like these guys need a day off. Mm-hmm. These guys so play the hard way they're every bred. day. It's the way they're it's the way they're raised. And so he's they combining work out that differently. Perfectly. Bodies are differently taking everything to and this is an old timer right here. Yeah. Old timer. He's combining those two philosophies perfectly and winning. Other thing I wanted to get into with uh infield outfield all-star game. All-star okay, game vote the, old, the old midsummer classic. The old final vote. Better vote what you voting for? Is George Mason? Yeah. Hail to George Mason. Hail victory. Vote for hashtag now, vote for. I got a I got a little bit of a of a bone to pick with final vote. Oh no. Final vote's been around since two thousand two. You can't vote on your flip phone. But <laughs> that's a good point. I could vote. I could vote. You could vote. Twitter. You got to mail in the their ballots there, dude. Don't you remember Sean. that as a kid when you when you walk in and they give you? Oh yeah, tri-fold. I used to put them together does and then punch happen? them through. I think they do. Do, do they have that barely. anymore? Nobody does it that I way. I bet they still do it, but maybe I don't know. I have a bone to pick with final voting because it's turned into a high school class election. I was popularity contest. I was watching it. I was watching, it was was midday MLB, MLB TV. I'm a subscriber now. No big deal. Uh, Harper wearing a vote, vote Rendon hashtag vote Rendon. And Chris Bryant was on wearing his own vote, vote K vote KB. And, and, uh, you know, whoever they vote JT for the Dodgers. And it was almost like, Hey, this, you know, yeah, you know, Justin Turner, he's really cool. You should vote for him for All-Star Game on T-shirts. And it's almost like it's it makes me feel gross. Why? It's, this is this is sacred. Don't make it a big joke. That's why it's, you know, some All-Star Games have turned into a big joke, like the, ML, the, like the NBA All-Star Game. This is sure. making the MLB All-Star Game turn into a big joke. Is the final vote and hashtags, blah, 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 making T-shirts and, uh, and emojis with guys, you know, All-Star Game. No. No, you know, final votes fine. Can we not treat it like a high school class election? Popularity for, contest for, yeah. for president. Oh, you know, he's, he's well, you know what it is? It's the biggest market. Whoever can get the biggest market gets the most tweets and exactly. gets the most hashtags. Exactly. Logan Morrison, Tampa Bay Rays. He's, uh, I think, second in the AL, right behind Aaron Judge in um, in, in homers right now. He's not making the All Star game because Deserves he plays the Tampa Bay Rays. He's not in. He's not in the home run derby. Okay, they just decided to invite Gary Sanchez instead. Yep. And you know what? Yep. That's just the way it is. Um, which brings me to my next point. Gary Sanchez is in the home, home run derby, run derby mm-hmm. with 13 home runs. Mm-hmm. And this is not Gary Sanchez's fault. This is Major League Baseball's fault. Who votes the guys in the, all- in the home run derby? MLB picks them, sends an invitation. So when you're Gary Sanchez, this is your second year in the league, even though you have 13 home runs. Are you, so gonna say home no? runs. are you going to say no to of that? Of course not. No. no, of course you'd say yes. Logan Morrison, uh, play, Tampa Bay Rays, you know, sort of called him out. You know, this is, this is ridiculous. I have 24 home runs. Where's my invitation? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Gary Sanchez sort of called uh, Morrison out for calling him out, saying, "Hey, man, it's not it's not my fault." Like they, of course, they asked me. Of course, I'm I'm gonna yeah, go. That's but it's just it's just it's much ado about nothing. All this. It's tough to it's tough to fault Sanchez, but I see where you're going. There's a better way to do this stuff. High but, you know, so musical, many guys, so many guys turn this stuff down. MLB. Block. So many guys turn this stuff down. Bryce Harper turns apparently turns the home run derby down every single year. Well, because A Rod would turn it down almost. I don't know. I think he did it a few times, but A Rod yeah. would turn it down. Pools would turn it down. 
Like, they just didn't want to do it. Me and the old man have a theory that the old home run derby messes up a guy's swing. Oh, you, you think not, so? You're on that wagon? Same. We can, get, we can like, research that and maybe talk do about some it in, stat a later, in, in, a, in a later show. Pisters. Uh, but but we can present that to you in a, in a later, uh, later podcast. Maybe. Let's move on. On the note of the home run derby, that's what my would you rather is centered around. Okay. Okay. Would you rather be one of the guys in the out? And I know, Ooh. I know everybody in the outfield, they're kids. It's you win some sort of sweepstakes or contest. That was always my dream. You get to pick as a, as a 23 year old, 20, whatever uh. the heck old you are, you get to pick your, Three closest friends, three close buddies, family, whatever, to uh, go shag balls in the outfield. That was my dream. Or would you rather be able to pitch to one of the the participants oh, behind behind easy. the L screen? That's so easy. Why go, is it easy? Go shag balls. Dude, if you're pitching, you're a part of that. Like, you're part of the reason. That's why it's so much pressure. Am I a kid or am I right now? Pitching? No, you're right now. This is you. Hey, Scott, you can pick. Uh, you know, your, your close buddies, your family, three of them, you and three of your family friends, go shag balls, <sighs> or you yourself can team up with whoever it is, whoever picks you, okay? And just, and, you know, he says, you know, I need it. I need it high and inside. And you just work the next couple days on throwing from 40 That's feet away. Behind Dude, you get credit. For, I know. You get for that. I know. Not, not I mean, you're on history. the you're on the big screen, man. Like you're you're getting good. You're TV in the middle time. of it. Yeah. This is not. That's actually. I thought dad. that was interesting because when I was a kid growing up, watching those kids run around, I'm of like, of course, that is a dream. But it's not like you and like a bunch of little kids. It's you and like a couple of buddies. You could have a little contest. Hey, who can catch more pop ups? You know, maybe split oh. them up. I got them over here. You know. But now I would look like a fool running around there. You'd be, you'd be like, who's that old who's man? Who's that old guy <laughs> trying to shag five balls? We played, we, it's a fun goes. I still had it out there, but still. Dude, I was doing the old Benny the Jet Rodriguez, the small, stick your glove up in the air, and I'll just make you look good. Yeah. That's what I did. It took me a couple hours. But then you were getting there. Pops. Yeah. But I was doing the old Benny the Jack, stick your glove in the air, I was I'll surprised. take care of it. I, was like, I still catch, got it. Catch. But still, you know what? Now that I think about it, if, if you asked me when I was 10, I would say go shag balls. But now that I'm in my 20s, I'm going to say I want to pitch the guy. Do you get to talk with Charlie Blackman? Hey, where, where do you where do you like the where do you like the fastballs? What do you do? Hey, Blackman's man. doing the home derby? Yeah, he's Is in it. it? Oh, shit. Yeah. So it's, you know, let, let's meet up. Let's practice. You know, I'll give you some. You tell me where you like it or not. You know, four, you know, probably I'm just throwing all four seams, the speed, everything like that. And now it's not 10 ounce. It's all about speed. It's all about because they don't do right, tenouts anymore. Right, it's timed, right, right. so you just got to get it over. So you could very well. This is even more pressure. You could very well spend two minutes. Yeah, just that's true. And never give your now. Nah, that's 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 a spin a shot. That's a spin on it. Think about that. That's a spin on it. You or know what? I, I'll take it. I'll, I'll get it 40 over. Forty feet. You only throwing forty feet. I'll get it over. Strike, strike, strike. You're playing catch. I'll get it over. You, you know, it? I'm gonna pitch. You gonna pitch? Give me the ball. Now I'm in my twenties. If you asked me that when I was ten, I'm going to shag balls. Who do you who do you want to pitch to? Oh man. Well, Justin Bohr, man. Just because like oh the fat guy in the home run derby. You know, yeah. Throw fat guys George, in the home run derby. No, George not Mason. just because. Do it for fat guys everywhere, man. Do it for fat guys everywhere. So it he embraces Bo- it, and I love that how he embraces it. John Carlos Stanton's probably going to give you more home runs. You're going to look. I don't want to be behind the L screen when John Carlos Stanton's hitting. Though. That's actually good. He's not. He's not hitting anything up the middle. Okay, he's I hitting everything over the fence, as I think where, where he's hitting them. Okay, hold on. Let me let me let me do this real quick. So you'd rather matchups? Uh, do the matchups. Okay, you got Stanton, Sanchez, Mustakas. Um, over in give me, the NL. Give me Boar. Give me Boar. Over in the NL, you got, okay, you got Judge versus Boar, Cody Bellinger, Charlie Blackman. Okay, I don't really care if I win or not. I just kind of want to throw some strikes and make sure I didn't lose. You know? Yeah. That's the big thing. Would you Would you go backwards hat or forwards hat? Oh, forwards hat, of course. Do you want to do the whole Griffey? No, uh, no. Griffey and forwards hat. I'm, I'm too white for that. Okay. That's our would you rather today, Scott. What would you do? 
I'd just pitch. real quick. I'd pitch. absolutely pitch. Yeah. I'd feel Neither like. Not the one in our 20s, of course. You're I feel like that's an easy more. answer. Hey, you're part if of I was, Again, if I was 10 to 12, I'm going to go run around and run into people. I thought, like, yeah, I thought, like, bringing your friends might be a little cooler. Nah. Like, have a couple pops. Go, go catch but a pop. Those pops, are two very, di- two very different answers at the time in your life. It's true. Or when, when As you a mid 20 year old, my wing feels good right now. My wing, my wing feels good. Yeah. Love it. The perpetual sports talk leftovers is when we just go through everything that we did not get a chance to talk about in today's episode. Yeah, we talked about it before. We we missed a big one. We missed a big one. Well, we didn't miss it. We just kind of saved it for the end. We, I guess. we ran. We ran out of time. We have we have five minutes before weekend appetizer. So we want to talk about the very much American tradition of the July Fourth Nathan's Love Coney it, Island hot dog eating contest. I know we both watched it. I DVR'd it. I watched it live. I watched the women's, and then I watched the men's. Did they televise the women's? They did a highlight reel. Yeah, see, they didn't televise the women's. We can, that's a whole other conversation right there. <laughs> oh, boy. But, yeah, it was a couple things. First of all, Joey Chestnut might be the super team dominant athlete of all, because major is, league eating is a thing. Is he the greatest athlete of our generation? 10 is he the most dominant athlete of our generation this july 4th he's the 10th this is his 10th not consecutive no no he lost one 10 mustard belts 10 hot dog eating contest uh he's champion i he might be he might (laughs) might be bill russell or joey the jaws chestnut give me the jaws every time and the mustard belt that's pretty oh. dominant, man. That's pretty dominant. Would you want to sit down and just have a conversation with Joey Chestnut? Of course. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? The, the first like question you ask a guy. You know, I think he probably gets a lot of the like, how do you eat that much? How does your stomach full? And he's probably like, I don't know. Like, it just does. What do you, what do you why, talk to? Why are you, why are you asking me this? What do you talk to a normal guy about? Why don't you just ask him something normal? It's like talking to a professional baseball player about baseball. Like, why don't you just ask him something normal? Like, Hey, what are you drinking? Yeah, hey, what, what, you, what are you there? having? What do you got there? What do you like in your cheeseburger? Yeah, well, you know, he's a professional eater. Uh, it's like getting you, into you the see room. what I'm saying? Like, like, just yeah, ask him like something like, about you your hot dog. Oh, true, true. It's like asking if he likes relish. But just get him out of that, like, yeah, everybody be, be asking guy. the same question. Be guy. Be, you know, you're waiting in line. You're at the bar waiting in line. Oh, you can go first. Yeah, you go ahead. Yeah, Dude, he's just a normal guy. Oh, nice he's just a normal guy. TV, no big deal. Good to talk to you. Love to buy you a beer if you don't, you know. I don't he's a normal to. guy that can eat 72 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Well, his record for the qualifier, 73 and a half. And now that brings me to my leftovers question. Could you eat 72 or 73 and a half of anything? Could you even eat? I couldn't eat 73 French fries. Could you eat 73 of anything? Probably not. I've never eaten 73 hot dogs in my entire life. Yeah, you have. From the time, dude, at Crittenden, when they were doing the hot dog special, come on, hot dog, bag of chips, and a Gatorade for a dollar back in the Little League days, you, you crushed some hot dogs. Maybe, but no, oh, I don't know about that. Come wow. You and I crushed maybe, some Maybe you just specials. did that. Yeah, maybe if we just talk about that, then I did. But, oh, my God, I've probably eaten... Ten hot dogs in the last five years. What could okay? Two hot dogs. You a have year. you have a week span to eat seventy two of anything. That's ten a day. What is it? Well, what is it? I can do it. No, 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 not hot dogs. You get to pick ten a day. I can do hot dogs. Ten a day in a week. Give me no, 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 but what would, I'm asking you? What would you want? What I want? I wouldn't want anything. You would want glasses of water. Of anything? Glasses of water. Ten glasses of water a day? That's a boring cookies. answer. Cookies. Cookies? You ate I that could big, eat 70 big, cookies. You're a sweets guy. Of course. In our years it? of friendship, I've never known you were a sweets guy. Who can't eat ten cookies in a row? That's Me. Easy. I can't eat ten cookies. I'd be sick. I'm not a sweets guy. That's easy. I'd go for like hard-boiled eggs. Oh. Oh, you know what I do? You would stink. I do? Oysters. Raw oysters. You're telling me you could eat 70 oysters in a week. I could eat 10 oysters a day for a week and be very, very happy. I could also I don't believe that. I could also do 
10 club sandwiches. Oh, no, I couldn't. No, I couldn't. That'd be too much. I was going to say 10 club sandwiches a day. I could do 10 (laughs) hard-boiled eggs a day for a week and 10 oysters for a week. 10 hot dogs a day for a week? Absolutely not. Oh, I could do that. Yeah. 10 hot dogs a day. So that's. But still, I don't know why we're talking about this. This dude ate 72 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Like, granted. He's he's an unbelievable athlete. Like that's that's incredible. Yeah, he's being carried in on that's a, incredible. A, a, you know, uh, twenty thousand calories, seven hundred grams of protein. Twenty thousand calories. That's he gains, what someone consumes during a week. He gains twenty pounds. Food for a village in ten minutes. He gains twenty pounds when he does that. That's incredible. Between water bun, you know, they have saber metrics and hot dog getting contests now. It was for sure. It was. HDB, hot dog and bun per, per minute. minute. Yeah, yeah really? we're making fun of that. I wanted to bring that up. This is a leftover. I wanted to bring that up during golf. Uh, how come spin rate and height and launch angle isn't isn't talked about during golf? Because yeah, it isn't baseball. It's too boring. Yeah, I get That's that. That's the thing. Go- and I don't want to take too much time, but golf is always five years ahead of baseball in technology. Meaning we had we have Statcast in baseball that started two years ago. Yeah, right. It okay. started about seven years Launch ago in golf. The whole and tracking and everything. Track the ball. Yeah. So what they're what they're talking about in golf right now is what we will be talking about in baseball five years from now. All of the spin and everything like that. All the spin ratio. Really not that angle, ahead. That was golf five years ago. It's really not that ahead though right now. I mean, golf has that little golf. Because golf has figured cast. out that oh, guess what? It doesn't matter. Nobody it's if they cares. can win. It, can you win? Can you compete? That's what golf is about. Do you have as many green jacket, gold jacket? Who gives a hoot, right? Yeah, I like that. Any more weekend leftovers before we move on? Joey Jaws. Joey Jaws. I had a coach's omelet, Major League Baseball, hitting a historical record of 1,070 Oh, you're home slipping this one in here. In the month of June. You're slipping in this one late. Very quick. I uh, like Baseball it. I like is it. changing. Baseball is changing. You cannot teach a kid. This is a coach's on as a coach. You can't teach a kid home run or strikeout. That is not a good coaching tactic. But as if you say, hey, watch professional baseball, that's what the mindset is. I'm going to punch out or I'm going to hit a home run. Oh, man. Wanted to talk about it. Didn't get a chance. That's okay. We can save it for another episode. It doesn't have to be this episode. Maybe they'll probably hit more home runs in July. We're going to have the all-star. Pick. We are going to have a heck of an episode next week where we're going to start. A new segment that we came up with earlier today. Normal guys. What is it called? Oh, normal guy sports. Something like that. We're, we're interview. I don't think we have a title for it. We're yet. gonna interview a guest. He's not a professional athlete. Not even close. We're gonna interview just an average guy. Average guy in sports. Joe Schmo off the streets. Whether he's off the streets or just any other schlub. If you want it to be you. Send us a tweet. Let us know. Our, our guest next week is by the name of Kentucky Booney. Kentucky Booney. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that if one. If you want to have a clever nickname, tell your friends and family about it. You let us know we'll if get you, you want to be there. on this podcast. We'll get you on there. Let us know and we'll, we'll work short. in. You get in now. The list is short. We'll, we'll work you in there. And this is the moment where we end the podcast. We call it the weekend appetizer, where we talk about what we're looking forward to this weekend in sports. We're going to turn on the Dropkick Murphys, and Scott is going to tell us what he is looking forward to in the weekend sports. What what you watch this weekend, Scott? I'll lead off per usual. What we got is Wimbledon. I'll give you Wimbledon. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some. It's not the finals. The finals is actually next weekend. So yeah. next Saturday is breakfast at Wimbledon. But every single time, you can turn on Wimbledon during the day, and it'll be on. It'll yeah. be on. Great tournament. Great tournament. There's been a lot happening, actually. Last weekend, I turned it on. Two people dropped out in like the middle of the round. It was, it was actually pretty funny. There's been, there's been some good stuff happening at Wimbledon the past few weeks. But what am I supposed to talk louder? Is that what it no, is? I was saying one minute, meaning we have one, one minute. minute. We have one minute to wrap everything you up. You know what? I got Wimbledon as my weekend appetizer. I'll turn it over to you for yours. I got I got nothing. Nothing. Uh, oh, no. The O's are playing the Twins, and the Nats are playing the Braves. That's all nothing. I'm watching this weekend. There's nothing happening in the sports world, people. Uh, Greenbrier Classic. 
Oh, that's and terrible. What is my, that? What I is, is that? Oh, West Virginia? That's Sorry, ladies. I'm not the golfing type. I'll pull up my golfing, my golfing soundbite. Uh, Greenbrier Green Classic. Greenbrier Classic, West Virginia. Absolutely. Yeesh. If they could not get enough perpetual sports talk, Scott, where can the listeners find us? I'll give it to you. It's at Twitter at Perp Sports Talk or Perpetual Sports Talk. Um, on Podbean, Facebook, or iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. Please, please, please rate us on iTunes. I know. Share with friends, too. Dude, share we with can't, friends. If, share with anybody. If you have any sort of social gonna, media, copy and paste. Copy and paste. Things, paste. things are going to turn up a lot next week with a new segment we call New Interviewee, whatever. I don't know what we're calling it. Average or uh, new, uh, call, to the ga- random, call to the bullpen. Call to the bullpen. There it is. There it is. We're calling it call to the bullpen. We talk. We talk to a random guy about sports who we meet or a random friend. If it's you want to, if you want to be that guy, by the way, or that girl, if we will interview you on the show, we'll talk about sports. This Why is not? open to anybody. If you've played sports, if you've played sports, if you've if you've watched sports, now we don't care. We we'll want to get to you. you on our podcast. I we want don't care you. who you are. As long as we share it on social media and all that, I, we really don't care what you even do. If, even if you don't have a social media account, come on will, our podcast. We will, organi- we will organize a time where you can be on the cast. You don't have to share any sort of personal information. Get your voice out there. Crack a couple of jokes. It'll be fun. Yep, that's it. Every Thursday night and or Friday morning, depending on what your work schedule is like, new episode. Uh, so tune. Back, that's about it. Tune back in next Thursday. This has been a fun. This has been a fun episode, Scott. This is always fun. Always okay, fun. we'll see you guys next time. Until then, for PST, my name is Sean, and I'm Scott.